You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Let's spotlight Kirk Cousins and take you across the league with our great friend Nick Ferguson, the former NFL safety. Nick, you know the culture of the Bronco organization well, having played in Denver. What do you make of reports now that the Broncos apparently are all in in their pursuit to try to sign Kirk Cousins? Well, uh, gentlemen, thanks for having me. I'm not really surprised that they're all in. Uh, they have had some issues at the quarterback position. You have Chad Kelly, Kelly and Paxton Lynch on the roster at this time, and none of those guys have really performed well. Uh, Chad Kelly didn't play last year because of the wrist injury, and everyone seems to be a holding pattern uh, for Kirk Cousin, and this is just only elevating uh, his stature uh, around the league, and it's going to be really tough for the Broncos to try to uh, uh, get Kirk Cousins. Uh, Arizona is still in need of a quarterback. Uh, Minnesota is looking to make a strong push for uh, Kirk Cousins. So it's going to be very difficult. It's not as cut and dry and, and asking, hey, listen, we're the Denver Broncos. We have a great defense. We did it with Peyton Manning. Come and take a less discount joining our team, and you'll be with John Elway. That That's not going to be enough for Kirk Cousins, a guy who's pretty much had – uh, the Washington Redskins over a barrel for the past couple of years, but it sounds great for fans. It builds a lot of uh, optimism, but whether you know John Elway will be able to pull it off, I think they're going to find it really difficult to do. Well, Nick, I mean, Nick Ferguson, Nick Ferguson, um, Kirk Cousins, excuse me, uh, he is a middle-of-the-pack quarterback, um, and sometimes when getting into free agency to get that big number, uh, sometimes that number, to, to me, ex- escalates because now it kind of spills over into the next couple years when it comes down to giving up that type of money that we anticipate in Kirk Cousins wanting. With saying that, the Denver Broncos has been a team that's not willing to give up that kind of money. I think the Minnesota Vikings is another team that they don't need much to be able to be successful. We saw that with Case Keenum and look at what's going on down there in Jacksonville and the monies they've given him. Now, an Arizona Cardinals team, sure, all day long because they need someone to come in with their veteran leadership and I think put this team in position to compete because defensively, we don't know for sure if Tyron Matthew is going to come back because there's been conversations about him maybe not being there. So when it comes down to teams like the Minnesota Vikings and even the Denver Broncos where it seemed probably a little bit more enticing, my question is, do you think John Elway would be willing to give up that type of money to maybe end up handicapping their team as they move forward to do resigns, resignings or even some trades throughout the National Football? Well, I, I hope not. I mean, I talk to a lot of uh, Broncos fans, and uh, I stay close to everything that's going on in the media, but uh, a lot of individuals are hoping that you don't because here's what happens if you do. We're not just looking at the money and the financial aspect of it, but look what bringing in a guy like Kirk Cousin does to the chemistry of your offense and, more importantly, your defense, which has been the strongest suit, stronger part of the Denver Broncos organization at some times. That means you have to let some guys go in order to pay Kirk Cousins, and the guy that continues to jump out there is Aqib Tlaib. Well, an idea is like, well, we have Bradley Roby. That's great. That's why you drafted him in the first round. But he hasn't been the type of corner to play as many reps as Aqib Tlaib has played. He's played sparingly maybe in the slot. And some, some of those times he's had himself in some uh, difficult situations. So to me, you, you really don't do that. You don't want to do that to your team because – 
Elway being a Hall of Fame quarterback is another thing out of Denver that is is concerning. You've drafted two quarterbacks, and Paxton Lynch and Brock Osweiler, right? These two guys haven't really panned out thus far. So if you go out on the limb to go get a quarterback like Kirk Cousins, and yes, he has some games where he's been spectacular, but then for a guy who is looking to make 30-plus million a year, you want to know that he can will your team to a couple of victories. But at the risk, and I think I said this last week on the program, to hamstring your franchise and put them in a financial bind like that, you don't want to do that. There's other options that are out there, viable options that you can go out, you can build a team around, still be competitive within your division, and still have an opportunity to play in a, in a meaningful playoff game or even make it to the Super Bowl because the quarterback position is not the only guy that gets you there. It's a team effort. But we're seeing so many teams – you know, jump out there on a Kirk Cousins bandwagon, and now we're seeing the same thing happen with a lot of these young quarterbacks. But you have to build the team, not the other way around. We just get a quarterback, and that just kind of change everything because quarterbacks can't throw it and they can't catch it at the same time, and they don't play defense. We are focusing on today's top stories with Nick Ferguson, the former NFL safety. Nick, let me take it to Minnesota. How do you see the Vikings quarterback situation playing out amid reports they are not going to use the franchise tag on Case Keenum? Well, that was kind of uh, surprising. I know that uh, on this program, uh, you he's not a fan favorite of yours. But well, Cordell Nick, I have eyes. I saw him turn it over three times in the NFC Championship game. Well, <laughs> well, when I look at you, you know, the fact that, that right? <laughs> sort of like was I not vindicated? Kidding. Was I not vindicated by his no, awful performance in the NFC title game? No. Well, no, I don't. I don't think that beware that vindicates you. That's just the fact that once again it proves my point. It takes more than a quarterback to win a football game, and the loss to Minnesota wasn't entirely on Case Keenum because that defense, uh, that Zimmer defense that was one of the top defenses in the league, they didn't show up in that game. They didn't support him the way that they, they should have. So to me, we always look at the quarterback when they win, and in this case, you know, everyone pointed the finger at Case Keenum because no one believed in him, but he helped put them in that position. So that was his why it's surprising to me that they're saying, okay, well, we're not going to slap the tag on you. We're going to allow you to go hit the market, see what the market value is, and maybe if it's not too costly, maybe we try to bring you back because, once again, we just talked about the guy, Kirk Cousins. Everyone's in love with Kirk Cousins. Everyone's trying to get Kirk Cousins. If Minnesota were able to get signed Kirk Cousins, that doesn't fix the problems in your secondary because you have guys who can't make plays, and that showed up in the playoffs with the Minnesota Vikings defense. They cannot make plays in the back end. So once again, the same kind of situation with the Denver Broncos. I think Minnesota Vikings, they're not that strapped for cap space as the Broncos. But to me, what are you willing to sacrifice for a guy like Kirk Cousins? So that means you go get Cousins, you all in for Kirk Cousins for the first two seasons. But then after that, what? What have you done to your salary cap? What have you done to your roster? you got to think about it because Aaron Rodgers is going to get paid in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. So in that division, you ask me who I'm going to take, Aaron Rodgers or Kirk Cousins, I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers all the time. So you better make sure whoever you select at that quarterback position, they are efficient, and you better make sure you have a defense that can back him up, a real defense. And here's the thing that I think you said. 
which is they have a better team than the Green Bay Packers. And that's what I mentioned going into this season is I'm going with the Minnesota Vikings team and I'll let Brian Weber have Aaron Rodgers and see how far that's gotten him because this team has proven yeah. Thank you. Hey, <laughs> Nick Ferguson, let me give it to you because we may not How do it again. How many Super Bowls <laughs> have the Vikings <laughs> won in team history, Cordell? How many Super Bowls have the Vikings won in franchise history? Back to what I was the saying. The answer is zero, but continue so your it comes down to it, what Brian Weber wants to do, he wants to bring in a Kirk Cousins and give him a boatload of money and think that's going to help them win the Super Bowl. He has to remember, the Philadelphia Eagles played some of the best football in that NFC Championship game than they played the entire year when it comes to Nick Foles being the quarterback on this football team. I mean, how many times have we seen this defense get beat deep when it comes to throws that were made by Nick Foles? I don't care who. Matter of fact, they were so good. They beat the, 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 one of the if the people call him the GOAT and, and Tom Brady. They beat him in a Super Bowl. So all I'm basically saying is, is that because the numbers – may present that there may be some moxie or this may be a big splash doesn't always transcend into winning championships. And to me, Kirk Cousins is a middle-of-the-road quarterback anyway. It's just right now, because of the value of what he's done with the last two years, how, you know, you end up getting a franchise tag, so now he becomes the hot commodity. I still don't think he gets a, a contract similar to what we see from a Jimmy Garoppolo, but he gets paid very handsomely to go somewhere. In my opinion, I hope somewhere like the Arizona Cardinals. Cordell, let, let me let me piggyback off of that. That is kind of the misconception in the NFL is when a guy is getting paid a hefty amount of money, that somehow translates into how great that player is. Let's not forget how Kirk Cousins was awarded this money. Watching the Redskins, they didn't have an heir apparent and waiting, so they had no choice. So it was just like either we go out and try to draft a quarterback who doesn't have that much experience or we stick with what we have. And because they could not find a quarterback, because they failed to develop a quarterback, you saw Kirk Cousins back up the Brinks truck twice. So now the idea is that, well, yeah, I mean, they paid him an enormous amount of money, so that's his market value. And say, oh, yeah, well, he's through for some, some great yards in NFL. Yeah, Tony Romo's done that too, but he didn't make it to the Super Bowl. So you have to ask yourself, how much are we willing to sacrifice and put into Kirk Cousins? And can he? We truly believe, and only you know, Mike Zimmer and that Minnesota staff can truly a- answer this, and the new offensive coordinator, Joe DiFilippo, can, if we were to bring Kirk Cousins in, does that now put us at the top of the list in the NFC? And I say no, it doesn't. A boom. Taking you around the league with Nick Ferguson, who had to sit through the longest question in the history of sports media from my friend Cordell Stewart. Let me get you something more succinctly. We tell like it is, Nick. We're not afraid to delve into social issues on this program. Are there racial overtones in the suggestion Lamar Jackson should move from quarterback to wide receiver? Yeah, I would have to say. I mean, I I saw a tweet earlier from uh, a guy who I idolized as a kid, Deion Sanders, and he kind of hinted at the same thing. And when you ask a kid who's been playing quarterback, you know, all his career, and you watch him uh, throw for uh, more than 9,000 yards, and we could talk about what he's done rushing the ball, and he won the Heisman one year, and then he was a runner-up the following year, how can you ask that kid – uh, to participate in wide receiver drills when you didn't ask Baker Mayfield. I mean, just like all these kind of slanderous comments are coming out about 
uh, Lamar Jackson as far as what he likes and his ability and his, his size and things that he, he can't do. And I understand that's the design of the combine. We, we, we want to see you, but we want to highlight the things that, that you can't do well. But they're not asking Baker Mayfield to run routes. They're not asking Josh Allen to run routes. Heck, they didn't ask Tim Tebow or Johnny Manziel to run routes. So why are you asking this young man? That It makes absolutely no sense. And don't get it twisted because he is an athletic guy. And we've seen him with a lot of explosive runs. And we can say, well, he's athletic and he's only throwing 59% as far as passing. Well, the pocket breaks down and he has to use his mobility to put points on the, bo- on the board and, and create things. So he's creative. I thought in the NFL, that's what you wanted from the quarterback position. But to undermine the kid and ask him to go out and run wide receiver routes, I'll tell them, look, Thank you, but no thank you. I'm a quarterback. Period. The person that said that Nick was Bill Poling. Now you got to going back to 1995 when I went to the combine. You know what the Indianapolis Colts asked me to do at the combine? Try out at running back. Yeah, they asked me to try out at running back. So it doesn't <laughs> shock me that Bill Poling came right out and even hesitate in his interviews and talking on television saying that he should move to wide receiver when he never played the position before and saying he doesn't want to he doesn't want him to wait till he's 29 years old like a Terrell Pryor that chose to move well look Terrell Pryor didn't win the Heisman Trophy at playing quarterback on this football team he wasn't capable of making the throws when he was at Ohio State like we see a Lamar Jackson so when you see that I call it I call it prejudice at the position because everyone looks at that position as being a certain type of a way and when it comes down to you being too athletic, sometimes they use it against you as opposed to for you to the point where they end up hindering your progress as you move forward. So with saying that, when you compare Lamar Miller to the rest of the quarterbacks, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, even Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, where would you slot a Lamar Jackson amongst those few quarterbacks that I just mentioned? Well, looking at the fact that he was measured today uh, six four and a half. I think six two and a half. Excuse me, uh, two sixteen. He has the size. Then we look at his athletic ability. He definitely has that because when you look at what the NFL is doing as far as making those defensive linemen, those pass rushes faster, you have to be able to run away and separate from those guys. So for me, I'm going to put him at number one based based upon that. And then every then we can say, okay, well, what about throwing uh, from the pocket? Yeah, his accuracy can improve. But that goes with coaching. That's what you're supposed to do as a coach. That's your job. If you need to work on his foot mechanics more to make him a more accurate passer, then do your job and help him out as far as that regard. But, you know, looking at this class, looking at athletic ability, looking at a brand for that matter, because if you're taking in the first round, we're looking for you to sell tickets and win games. I mean, who's more blockbuster when you look at the type of quarterback and having splash plays? That's Lamar Jackson. Yeah, this, will things change in the league opposed to college football? Absolutely. But who, who's better equipped to make those adjustments? It's Lamar Jackson. So to me, for the, if I'm Lamar Jackson and I'm his camp, I'm not worrying about going first overall. It's about where I land. Because you can land in Cleveland, and then guess what? They'll be drafting another quarterback next year. So it's about where you land. You don't necessarily have to go in the first round, but it's where you land having a support cast behind you and a coaching staff that believes in you. So I'm in support of Lamar Jackson, and I hope he makes a decision not to participate in the wide receiver drills.
Nick, great information as always as we let you go because we were lengthy today. I'm still recovering from Cordell's question. Was there even a question in there? There was a long series of statements. See, what he doesn't understand, Nick. My ego's is, a little is fragile, this, Nick. The show is always about being conversational. <laughs> See, he, has a, he likes in that category for us a conver- conversation. Not so much just asking a direct question, yes. but you have right. to make it conversational because it's a talk show. We talk. Or you can we ask the question. Answer it. Ask it again. But Nick, and here's he my thought. That's not good. My he ego is fragile too, Nick, today. My ego is fragile. Uh-huh. For I think the rain in Southern California has me a little bit down. What was I more right about? The Jacksonville Jaguars or Case Keenum ultimately burning the Vikings? What do you it's think? It's okay to say neither. I would say uh, both you and I were more accurate about uh, the Jaguars and seeing as far as how far they have uh, ascended so quickly when not so many people, Cordell Stewart, did not give them any credit at all. So I expect them to improve on what they were able to do this past season. But I still think, beware, that you were a little tough on Case Keenan because there's some ability there. No, what ability? Not, Turn it over three times in the NFC title game. That's a real ability. That's transcendent. Yeah, he he has some ability. Hey, hey, quarterbacks turn the ball over. Drew Brees turned it over twice, if I'm not mistaken. He's going to the Hall of Fame. Hey, Nick, you know you're not going to win this one with me, but I appreciate you bolstering my Jaguar opinion. Have a marvelous weekend. (laughs) We'll chat with you soon. All right, talk to you guys next week. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on Tune. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on. Tune in.